Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed for the betterment of all mankind. We got a heck of a show ahead of us this week. We are going to take a look at a movie I saw. It was called Taken 3. Of course, we went to see Taken 3. Who can resist Liam Neeson in an action role? We are going to get a nice close-up look at Kenner's Silverhawks. I'm going to tell a little story of my first negative feedback ever on eBay. Yes, it's happened. We got a lot of fun stuff. We will be back in a moment with the beginning of the program, Toys R Us report number 18. You are listening to the Toys R Us report. Act like you know. I sell a lot of things on eBay. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to say that I do a lot of transactions. There are things going out every single day. Every single day, there is a pile of things going out. The mailman has changed the way he does business around here. Now, he parks his truck and he walks the route. But now, he parks the truck in front of my house so he can grab my packages first. I'm like that. I'm drawing heavy water at the USPS. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to make a, I want you to have some kind of an idea of what we're doing before I get into my tale of negative feedback. It's finally happened. I have gone with all these transactions and never gotten a negative. And I was happy with that. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever deserved a negative. I've had to refund a few things over the years. And that's cool. If you don't like something that you bought from me, I want you to come to me and ask for a refund. I will refund you gladly. Sometimes there are conditions, like if you buy a carded figure or something still in the package that's something of the older, like, vintage, retro kind of deal, I want you to make sure you don't open it because a lot of the collectability is inside of the package, not... Not inside of the package in the sense of the action figure. What I mean to say is the value is inside the packaging itself. The value is the packaging itself. And that's just how it is. If you collect figures, you know the value is the packaging. That's not really important. I do want to say that when I have an auction, it'll always say in the notes that I can't grant a refund if you've opened the item. That's something that's never come up. I think somebody buying something knows that already and they don't really mess around. I'm going to tell you about my negative, though. I woke up this morning, and I got it. I got a negative feedback. It's never happened before. I'd been batting a 1,000. Not to say that everybody's been super happy, because I have, you know, I've had to do some refunds, but everybody has been happy in the end in that they got what they wanted or they got their money back. And that's, what else can I do? I feel I, I feel that I offer a nice enough, accurate description of things that when you get it, it is what I said it is. I've never had anybody say that it isn't. I don't, uh, until now, until now. The deal is, this fella bought some 
some diabetic socks for me. They came from my father-in-law. He has passed away and we were selling off some of the things he's had to try to cover some of the bills from the various this and that. So I sold these diabetic socks. They were, they were still in the box. There was one pack that was still in the box and another pack that was separate from the box but still had that, you know, sock connector peg that socks have. So they had never been worn or anything. I said that I was just throwing in the other pack as, you know, kind of a freebie. I just wanted to get them out of here. Anything we got for them would be great. Somebody contacted me and they they asked for a discount. And I, I was happy to give it to them because I didn't want it anymore. It wasn't something that I was into. So I was happy to give them the discount and send it on the way. And... They contacted me and they asked some questions about the socks and I answered them. This was after they received the socks. They asked some questions and I answered them. This was all a month ago. This was a long time ago. This wasn't like it happened last week. And then I woke up this morning and there was a negative about the socks. He said that I did not answer his questions accurately about the length of the socks. And it's a little upsetting to me because I feel like I did do my best to try to help this guy out. And if he was unsatisfied... I'd be I'd be just totally happy to refund him and I would have let him keep the socks because like I've said already three or four times, I didn't want or need the socks. I like to think that I do my best to always give people a square deal. I like to think of myself as an honest businessman and it does hurt me to think that there's somebody out there floating around that thinks I'm a ripoff artist. Anyway, you know, that's just going to be how it is sometimes. Everything isn't perfect. You can't bat a thousand. Even Babe Ruth only got like, what, three out of ten? Did he even hit 300? I doubt it. He's probably like a high 290s kind of guy. Don't hit me up. If I'm wrong, because I'm not really all that interested in Babe Ruth's batting average. Actually, I am. Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, at ICRobots. If you know Babe Ruth's all-time lifetime batting average, let's move into the movie review. Enough whining about me and complaining about how people don't like me. You are the player, because your vision is our vision. Well, hello, everyone. Willie here from the ColecoVisions podcast, and you're listening to the Reports in Turian. We have intercepted a transmission between something called the ClickVisions podcast and IC robots concerning something about a Toys R Us report. Find this IC robots and obtain this Toys R Us report. By your command. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Lenny, good to see you. Me too. Lenny? Sir, back away! I didn't do this. My job is to bring you in. My first priority is to protect the only one I have left. The FBI, the CIA... They'll find you, and they'll stop you. Good luck. So we went to see Taken 3. Taken 3 is exactly what you would expect it to be. It is the third in a series of movies that are all very similar to the other ones. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. They have a formula and they stick to it. And that's cool, man. Don't change what's working for you, especially if people are enjoying it. And I'll tell you, man, the Taken movies are very enjoyable. It's enjoyable to see... Liam Neeson out there beating people up and doing action roles and talking in that growly voice. 
you can try to get me if you can, or whatever he says. He says a lot of cool, growly things in this movie. The basic idea is that some of the people he has wronged in the past, I don't mean wronged, some of the people that he has made actions against in the past are now making actions against him, and the action that they pull off is they smoke his wife and pin it on him. Now, we all know how much he loves his family. That's the whole thing. I think when you go see one of these movies, what you're really doing is sort of like putting yourself in Liam Neeson's place and seeing what you would do to save your family if they were in danger. If, you know, you had skills like a mad, crazy CIA operative or whatever. I don't think I'm really too clear on what Liam Neeson's background is in the movie. He's some kind of black ops shadow agent who goes out there and he can pretty much do anything. He's like MacGyver but super lethal with also like Krav Maga skills and the abilities of like a Navy SEAL or whatever. Dude is the best of the best despite being close to 75 years old. Is that about how Liam Neeson is? He's like 75? I don't really think he is, but he is an older chap, and it's fun to see him out there beating up dudes with lefts and rights and kicks and punches and also, like, crazy weapons that he invents. Okay, I would give it a C+. I think that Taken 1 was very gritty and very disturbing, and I don't want to say it was fun. Taken 1 wasn't fun, but it was fun to see him get revenge after the bad guys got the heat on him. Taken 2 was a little less fun, and Taken 3 is even a little bit less fun than Taken 2, so I'm only going to give it like a C or a C+. You will have fun. If you catch this movie on cable or you see it on a matinee, you'll definitely have fun. You will not be bored at all by Taken 3. And while I say you'll never be bored, I did find my thoughts drifting off into other things while I was watching the movie, which is never, like, really a great sign. I was thinking about what I had to do later and things I had to do the next day. And that's not great when you're going to get some kind of escapist fantasy type deal. But I can't not recommend it. There's some great car chases. There's some really cool fights. It's a lot of fun. It is a good time. I give it not the 10 thumbs up ISR recommendation. Maybe 5 or 6 thumbs up somewhere in that neighborhood. If you want to check it out, go check it out. If you think you do, you do. All right, Taken 3. Sort of ISR recommended. Get ready for the retro marketplace. Okay, I see robots. This is your one chance. Show them what you got. Silverhawks by Kenner. This probably isn't the best way to start this segment, but I have never personally owned a Silverhawk. I do, well, that isn't altogether true. I do own a Silverhawk. I have a carded copper kid that I picked up at the flea market. He's high up on my wall there, but I've never, I've never closely examined him. I don't ever take him down. He's just up there. Kind of a cool 80s thing that I picked up for a song many moons ago. The thing with the Silverhawks for me is there was a kid around the corner from me and his dad ran some kind of industrial plumbing kind of business. I don't know if it would be plumbing. They laid plastic pipe under the ground and the kid, he was the kid that we all had in our life that had everything. The dude had every toy. I had 
my fair share of toys, but there were, like, certain toy lines I had to focus on just to get the most out of my gifts and out of my money. I focused on G.I. Joe and things of that sort, muscle, just because we didn't have the money to where I was going to get everything. I had to make everything count, even though I did feel as if I'd got quite a bit. I did, I did good as far as toys go. This one kid though, this kid Tim, that was his name Tim. I do not remember the last name. He was really short, so that was kind of the karma for him being a wiener. He was a short little wiener and he had every toy that came out and one of them was Silverhawks and I would see the cartoon and I would be into it. They looked really neat. I liked robots and some of the villains in that were really neat looking robotic type characters. I didn't dig them as much as I did Majos or whatever, but I wanted to have them. I wanted to have them when I would see him at the store, and this little fool Tim had all of them. He had the entire range of good guys as well as a couple of the bad guys. Here is where the story starts. We had a creek area near my house, and one day that dude Tim, I saw him going over there with this other guy, Jason Murphy, and they had the Silverhawks. So I'm like, I wasn't friends with Tim. We weren't very friendly, but I kind of tagged along just to see what was up with the Silverhawks, and what they did was they took them over to the creek, lined them up at the edge, and threw rocks at them until until they were broken. And man, I, I feel like at the time I wanted to dive in there and save these Silverhawks. Like, if you don't want them, I will take them. But I wanted to also play it cool because this guy was kind of my enemy. I would not go as far as to say enemy, but we had conflicts at the time. At one point, we had this apple war going. We would pick apples and throw them at each other from over the fence, but we had an armistice in the Great Apple Conflict, so I didn't want to start it up, but I also didn't want to lose face in front of him and let him see me wanting something that he clearly did not want. I can still picture them getting hit with rocks, and it would take a few hits before they would be fully dismembered, but after a while, it got pretty bad. It was like they would stand him up, throw a rock, stand him up, throw a rock, throw a bigger rock, smash him with a bigger rock until eventually they were just piles of body parts. It was, it was like genocide on the Silverhawks. And I can still picture it today because they were something that I did want. I wanted them. I wanted to jump in there like I was diving under grenade and save, save Monstar, but I never did. Tim, wherever you are, I hope you appreciate the things you have in life a little bit better than you did at that time. But let's move forward. Let's take a little peek at one of these Silverhawks toy commercials I got here in my VHS collection. Hold on one sec. Let me dig around. Here, here it is. Silverhawks tape one. Let's take a peek. Stronghold, Monstar with Sky Shadow, and other figures with Weapon Bird sold separately. Silverhawks, new from Kenner. Silverhawks was a toy line produced by Kenner in 1987 in support of Lorimar Telepictures cartoon of the same name, you know, it was called the Silverhawks too. The Silverhawks cartoon started in 1986, but it wasn't until 1987 that the toys made it onto the shelves. The show was popular enough at the time that both Kenner and Mattel were in competition to secure the hot license. Eventually, Lorimar settled on Kenner, 
who immediately set out to make some hay while the sun was still shining by putting out a series of 12 action figures. One each for each of the most popular dudes on the show at the time. Each dude came packaged with a bird buddy. That's my name for him. I believe they called them warbirds. The series is as follows. Go grab your pencil because I am about to read a list. All right, here we go. There was Copper Kid with Mayday, Quicksilver with Tallyhawk, Steel Will with Stronghold, Steelheart with Razor, Bluegrass with Sidemen, Hot Wing with Gyro, Stargazer with Slabbird, Flashback with Backlash, Monstar with Sky Shadow, Molecular with Voltour, Mumbo Jumbo with Aftershock, and Buzzsaw with Shredderator. <laughs> that was quite a mouthful. My favorite out of that was Flashback with Backlash. Dude, who wrote these names? Flashback with Backlash. I guess I should have mentioned this earlier because it is a little interesting. The cartoon was developed by Rankin Bass. Yep, you know him, Rankin Bass from all of our favorite holiday specials, but eventually the idea was fully fleshed out and produced by Lorimar Telepictures. One of the things that made the figures unique was that they were made out of a molded chrome, which gave them like a really cool, shiny, metallic look. One of the things I distinctly remember about the uh, Silverhawk bombardment by Tim and Jason Murphy was that when they were hitting him with the stones, chips of metal were just flying off. I remember like half a body coming off at once, the paint, like half a body just coming off once. So when you see Silverhawks out there in bins of loose figures at the flea market or whatever, they're hardly ever in very good shape. The other little gimmick with the action figures was that they came with an action. I guess when you buy an action figure, you expect an action. And what you got with this was a deal where most of the good guys had some kind of a thing based around their legs. Usually what it was, was you would squeeze their legs together and their arms and their wings would snap out. One of the differences was Bluegrass, the country western dude. His deal was you would attach his bird to his back like a backpack squeeze his legs, and it would shoot off. So, it was still leg-based, but a little different. Stargazer, one of the characters, Stargazer, had a hole in his eye that you could look through and see whatever. I don't, I didn't have it. I don't know what you see. It could be a girl in a bikini, and if you flip him upside down, like, it runs off with the ink. I don't know. I have no idea what you see in there. The bad guys had, they had their, um, their own little things, too, and most of theirs were based around their heads. A couple of them had rotating heads, so you could flip one down inside the body and a different looking one would approach. Monstar, I believe, had like swinging arms. Or maybe Monstar had a rotating head and... Oh God, who had the rotating arms? Let me take a quick look here. One sec. It was rotating blades on his shoulders and that was Buzzsaw, obviously. I don't know why I thought about rotating arms. It was Monstar with the flipping head action, and Buzzsaw had the rotating blades in his shoulders. Shoulder blades. The second release came the next year in 1988, and go get your pencils again because I am fixing to read another list, okay? You had enough time to get it? Here we go. We got Condor with a jet stream, Wind Hammer with tuning fork, Moonstriker with Tailspin, Hardware with Prowler, Steel Will with ultrasonic suit, Bluegrass also with a suit, 
Quicksilver also with the suit. So what you got was a few new dudes and a few reoccurring dudes in different costumes. There were also vehicles. There was a Stronghold and Tallyhawk, which were two big birds, each of which could hold a figure inside. There was Mirage and Sprinthawk, which were fighter jets. There was also the villainous Sky Runner, which was like... Oh, this one. I love this one. It is a flying giant squid that Monstar rides in. It is so neat. It has tentacles in the front. It can shoot missiles. And, like, there's a deal where you put your hand in the back so you can steer it around the room. Really, really great stuff. Some of these designs for the Silverhawk toys are just... Just fantastic. The bad guys especially. Buzzsaw is great looking. Monstar is great looking. The Skyrunner is great looking. Really ahead of its time as far as it goes. Uh, I guess they just never really connected with an audience the way that some people thought they might. Alright, we are going to move into another one of my little videotape segments. Let me dig through the old stack of Reno here and see what we got. Oh, this is a good one. I found this the other day. It is a Silverhawk Burger King Fun Time Meal Promotion. We'll listen to that. Let's pop it in. And then we'll be back for the final segment of the Retro Toy Marketplace. See you in a bit. Galaxy of Limbo, Burger King presents Silver Hawk's Meal Packs with a Copper Kid Reflector, Magic Motion Shield, and two other Hawk Haven treasures. You can collect them all. Yeah, I will take them. Take this, Monstar. The amazing Silver Hawk's Meal Pack, now at Burger King. This is gonna be good. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. Hey man, thanks for sticking in through the commercial. I know nobody likes a commercial, but that's what pays the bills. Right now we are at the end, the retro marketplace where we look online and see what it is going to cost you to reconnect with some of these beloved toys from the past. All right. Some of these Silverhawks actually have a decent amount of value. In general, what I'm noticing is that a standard first series action figure is going to cost you maybe 8 to $10 loose, a little more on the card. But the second series ones, the prices jump up quite a bit. The most expensive item I found sold on eBay for the Silverhawks was a mint inbox mirage mirage is the blue ship it looks like a bird it's really cool it's a nice ship mint inbox somebody actually bought it for 950 dollars and right below that somebody is selling one outside of the box and they're they're not just selling they sold it they sold it for 225 um i can see here there's a really cool auction that ended, it's the entire set of all the action figures loose without their cards or whatever, but with their accessories. And somebody, they had it listed for 300 but they accepted a best offer. We won't know what that is, but it is less than $300. Um, okay, here is a couple AFA graded cards. Here is Quicksilver and Copper Kid. They are both graded at 8 and somebody fetched 249 That's pretty good. I don't really go for graded figures, but that is... That's a good sale for that guy. Um, oh, here we go. Here is a second series ultrasonic suit, uh, Quicksilver. Somebody fetched, why did I say fetched twice? I don't think I've ever said fetched even like once in my life. So let's see. Somebody scored on it at, the auction went for 34 bids, 34 total bids, and it completed at 255. 
Hmm. Not bad. The second series one, I don't like it when they repackage something with a new suit and call it a new figure. He looks the same, it's just kind of colored a little different, but if you want to get the whole thing, you gotta get them all, and if you want this weird second series figure, it's gonna cost like 250 clams. Oh, here is another fun one. Somebody has a mint inbox Skyrunner. That's that really cool squid vehicle, and they scored 612 bucks for that. There is a good amount of value in these. Here is, look at this, the ultrasonic suit Quicksilver is going for 140 bucks. Six people bid it up and bought it for 140 bucks. Here is another one for 224. Jeez, I didn't realize the value in these Silverhawks. I am very much impressed with that. Here is a mint on card Monstar. It sold for 89. Here is a mint on card Razor. He sold for 89. Mint on card Quicksilver 88. Here is a Steelheart. Steelheart complete with his bird out of the package, $86. Hmm. Don't sleep on these Silverhawks, kids. Don't sleep. Let's move down a bit more here in the uh, listing to get to some of the lower priced items. I went ahead and skipped onto the first page. I had it listed from high to low and I skipped down to the low and over on this side, you can get yourself like a loose bluegrass with his guitar shipped. Free shipping to your house for $8.99. You can get a Quicksilver for $8.99. You just got to keep your eye out. And if you want the loosey-goosey ones, you're not paying that much. You could probably put yourself... You could put yourself together a nice collection for a couple hundred bucks if you just wanted the loose action figures and stuff. Anyway, that is about all you need to know about Silverhawks. Let's move into the Toys R Us report. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people, thanks for sticking with us this long. You have made it to the final level. This would be the time for the boss battle, not the mini boss. You don't even got one of these here. You're talking to me, the big boss. I see robots of the Toys R Us report. Let me tell you what I saw this week over at the toy shop. Basically, it was still a whole lot of nothing, which is sad. I have seen some reports in various Marvel Legend forums that dudes are finding the new uh, Captain Marvel Build and Odin series of Marvel Legends over at the store. I haven't seen them yet. I'm a little bummed out about that. Uh, some people have seen the Star Wars Black, and I haven't seen those either. It's still time of the clearance sale over at the store, so, you know, go pick yourself up a bargain. There's a lot of cool stuff on sale. I think that the Call of Duty zombie playsets are on sale, and those are really neat. I would like to have one, but I still have the Arashikage Dojo, and I haven't built that yet. I can't get I can't get in deeper with another building set, I guess. Maybe you can. Maybe you have the time and the space, in which case... Go grab one of those. They're really neat. With all that said, it's about time to head for the hills. Before we go, I want to give a big bow wow, a big shout out to my boy Willie Culver over at the Coleco Visions podcast for that really great Battlestar Galactica drop from earlier in the show. That was fantastic, man. I owe you a big one for that. I don't know if you know how talented you are, dude, but you are as good as it gets. I want to thank everybody over at the Retro Junkies. I want to remind you to... Go on over to Facebook and check us out at facebook.com backslash robots. There's all kinds of cool stuff. There is a daily mini-mate name game, which lately has been dominated by Gino Vega's good buddy JFG. I think I met him once before. I think we went to a movie together back in the day. I think it was The Professional, and 
If this is the same dude, I think it was that dude. Anyway, he's been dominating the game lately, so maybe you want to jump in there and see if you can get some of those from him. He just seems to be around the computer at the right time with the proper knowledge. At any rate, my friends, let's get out of here. I want to say, check us out on the Throwback Network, at IC Robots on Twitter, Peep the Math over at ICRobots.com. I got so many sign-outs. I don't even mean for it to be this long. Also, don't forget to check us out on the Throwback Network. There is a million good shows over there. Ferg's podcast, the Atari 2600 podcast, you name it. They got good stuff as well. So, this is number episode... Episode number 18 of the Toys R Us Report signing off. If you don't know, now you know. I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it and said they were suckers. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.